Hello, everyone. Paul Miller, Free Time, Free Spill on Anchor.fm. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, today, I have Elizabeth A. Miles. She's an author, a certified life and business coach, podcaster, entrepreneur. Yes, she has a podcast and a business and also a bachelor's in psychology and a business degree. How you doing? Hey, how are you, Paul? Thanks so much for having me today. It's good to have you. Like, uh, I'm ready to. I'm excited to talk about all the stuff that you're doing, even the podcasting. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So, tell us more about your podcast. Yeah, so it's the Power to Pivot podcast. Um, it's a weekly show. So everything that I talk about revolves around the the concept of the power to pivot, and and that refers to those moments in life when we are faced with new choices. You know, do we go left? Do we go right? Do we, you know, stay feeling stuck or do we make another choice? Are we staying in the relationship or are we leaving? Are we changing careers or not? And at any given moment, we have the power to choose something new. Uh, And so on the show, the Power to Pivot podcast, that's what we talk about. So we talk about life, spirituality, relationships, career, all around this mindset. And I, I like to have those on who have made those choices to pivot and talk about where they have pivoted in their own lives and how it put them on a new path. How long have you been podcasting? Um, I think we're going on about a year now. I think I, I just realized we're just about 60 episodes in. I started last March. I think it was right before COVID hit. I think I did like three or four episodes, then took a very long, like I had that moment where I realized that I had created a podcast and then got scared out of my mind and was like, okay, well, maybe this isn't for me. And I started to talk myself out of it. And then there was a really long break and I came back to it and went, you know what? No, I think, I think I want to continue working on it. So it's been about a year in total, but most of the episodes have come, I would say since November is when it really picked up. Yeah. I know know last year uh, I did like 20, 21 in like three three days i mean oh uh, not three days uh three weeks and it was a, it was a lot on me and even last month i did 24 24 guests so yeah you got a lot breaks. of episodes right yeah, you got to take breaks so i batch record and i got them scheduled to release to all the way to uh like one a week all the way to july that's amazing it's a good place to be in because you i feel like you can take that step back and take that breather at that moment because you have the content ready to go. For me in the beginning, it was, I think, kind of a, this fear mindset, like, okay, I did this, I put this out there. And then I, I forgot the fact that it takes time to build the skills that you need to develop an audience and to learn the th- things that go along with creating a podcast and a platform. And uh, I started to get stuck in that mindset of, well, I don't have, you know, 10,000 downloads after three episodes, I must be a failure. So that was kind of where I was at. And I I had to kind of have a conversation with myself and go, you know, better than this. (laughs) Um, And that was kind of a pivot point for me in terms of the show. Like, do I just convince myself that I can't do it because I'm not at that point yet? Or do I remind myself that this is a journey and it's a learning process and it takes time to, to get to that point? Yeah. It takes the time to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it's funny because that's really what the whole message of the power to pivots all about is reminding yourself like that something as simple as that mindset shift of, wait a minute, it's been three episodes. Like think about all the steps that you took to get to that point and, and consider the fact that the skills that you know, you need to learn to become that next level. That that's a, a choice right there. Yeah, it's a milestone just to record your first episode. It's a milestone. Right. Yeah. So. And with coaching, life coaching, what goes into all that? So there's two, I mean, really they go hand in hand, but life and business coaching. So what I do at March 4th Media Company is work with creatives, anyone looking to write a book or finish their music or create, you know, if they're artists in terms of painters and um, all the different mediums with art. Um, and, and we talk about authenticity, mindset. My, when I coach them, it's about helping them find that creative voice for them so that 
they're creating the things that they actually want in the world. Um, they're sharing their story. They're putting their heart and soul into it in a way that really feels good for them. So there's the life coaching, which is more like the mindset. Um, then there's the business side of the coaching where we're going through your business plan, making sure that you know that you have, you kind of have that roadmap carved out for you. Yeah. And we, we emphasize like your marketing plan. So you know exactly who you're talking to and why, and what that message really is about. And, and where can you find the people that need your message? And then you do it in a really authentic way. I think for a lot of us, you know, whether it's a podcast, a book, uh, your music, it can get really, be really easy to be stuck in a point where you're creating based on, well, this is what the trend is in the world and I'm going to create for that. And you could certainly do that. Um, I know when I wrote my first book, I got stuck in that a lot, like being, and, and having a lot of fear around what I wanted to say. And when I kind of let all that go, I could write in a very, in a way that felt really good for me. So that's a lot of what we talk about in the coaching at March 4th media is what do you want to say? And if you are having a hard time saying it, why? And then we get, we get down to the nitty gritty of that mindset, those limiting beliefs, um, finding that inspiration that feels really good for you. Yeah. I love the business side. I would love to have a business plan and, and even improve my brand. I, I love marketing and brand development is, is something that I'm passionate about. I, when I built my first business, which was a bakery, it was so much fun. Like it's a lot of work. Yes. But you really get to create something that feels so good for you. And you know, you're on the right track, you know, when you feel, and you can watch your, that community grow and thrive and you know you have the right people in place because ultimately in business yes you want to make sales that's kind of what business is about like you want to drive revenue but it's about finding the right people for your business because they get you you get them you're offering something that you know is of value to them to help them solve a problem in their life or make them feel better or whatever it is you have their solution and they trust you what is the focus like when you do a like when you're working on a client like business wise like what is the focus to get them to the finish line like all the the steps they got to take so that's a good question and for i'll say this most clients well not most all clients are different so you and i our conversation would be very different about a business plan versus someone else just because everybody comes into it with a different skill set, knowledge, experience, and and sometimes different beliefs too. Sometimes we have to crack a few myths out before we can really dive in. But ultimately, we're going to talk, if you were to, to come to me for a business plan, we're going to look at what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish, what, you, what it is you're offering. And sometimes what you think you're offering isn't what you're offering. Uh, and I'll use my, my business, my bakery as an example of that. Because in the beginning, I started out selling, you know, gluten-free cupcakes and vegan cupcakes at a farmer's market, which was great. It never quite felt right. I tried to, somebody said to me, well, you should do wholesale. So I tried to do wholesale. And then I was like, well, I really want my own place. And in, in the back of my mind, I was like reinventing Starbucks, but different <laughs> ultimately. Um, and that's not really what my brand was about. The more I dove in and, and really got down to it and thought about how I wanted my business to feel, I turned it into a party bakery. So yeah, you could come in and buy cookies and cupcakes and things like that. But I really wanted that community feel um, where and offer a place where people could come and not just have that cupcake, but enjoy it with their friends and family, learn how to make it. So it became a, a store where... I offered cooking classes, birthday parties, um, and the brand became something much different. And what I was offering became much different than what I initially started with. So really taking time to understand what it is you, you offer as the owner, the entrepreneur, that vision that you see. And then from there, we start to talk about the marketing plan, the operation plan, how much time are you gonna put into your business? Um, you know, it's nice as an entrepreneur because you can really set up the framework. You know, you can decide how much you want to work, when you want to work, but it also has to be done in a way that's profitable 
and it needs to make sense. And then you talk about, well, how much am I going to charge for my work to make sure that I'm meeting those milestones and realistically can work, you know, nine to 12 every day and take the afternoons off. You know, that's amazing if you can do that, but you have to set yourself up with the systems and structures that are right based on the product that you're selling and the service that you're selling. And like, like for me, like I, I do podcasts, I'm an author. I, I have a, a class that I, I want to take. Uh, I, I already purchased it. It's a spiritual life coach with Transformation Academy. And another teacher, she's a Reiki teacher. I know you do Reiki. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I could do a master class, like, like how to start a podcast or something like a, for beginners. Mm-hmm. So how do I tie that? Do I tie into my website? Like, how do I fit all that together? Um, where are you finding your, your clients now? Like, I, I would say the focus of your class, whatever it's going to be, I would say wherever you're finding those people, that's where your audience is. And, and this is really like without doing any sort of like background research into what it is, your course or any of that. Cause it will also be message driven as well. I'm on Facebook a lot. Okay. So I would say, you know, if your audience is on Facebook, you want to find a way to reach the right people on Facebook to, and start promoting your class. Like it's interesting because we, well, one, I want to say this too, write a class based on something that you were super passionate about and you could talk for hours on. Okay. (laughs) Don't write a class because you think it's going to sell or because it's trendy, write it because you are passionate about it. You have your spin on it and something that you want to give to the world based on that knowledge that you bring to it. Yeah. I have a uh, class on Udemy. Okay. It's a music class though. Are you super passionate about it? Cause you talk about it all day. Yeah. I I wrote a book on it. Like (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Um, I, I think it's important because when you're talking about business, and and honestly, it really doesn't matter if you're talking about life or business or writing a class or launching a podcast, your energy is contagious. Yeah. People can feel if you are passionate about what you're talking about and what you're teaching or if not, or if they can't, and sometimes they don't know that they can feel it. Um, But ultimately your passion for what you do and your message is going to come through. So one, make sure it's something that you love. To you'll you gotta tailor your message to very specific, you know, short sentence or two about who it who you are, what you do, and why, um, in a way that your audience understands it. And that was something that took me a while to understand because I was talking in my lingo, and yeah. then I realized, well, the people that I'm trying to reach, they're using different words. Like when I got down to the, the nitty gritty of the research of my audience, they didn't understand what I was trying to say. We were, we were speaking the same language, but not. <laughs> so you have to put it in a way that is really going to hit them so that's obvious. This is what you do and you have the solution to help them. Simple language. Yes. Yep. And how, like, what got you into Reiki? Oh, oh, so my first coach uh, about four years ago, I found myself when, right after I launched the bakery, I was like, I'm not hitting the milestones I thought I would. Um, I remember sitting in my kitchen after an event at, um, at that point, And I was like, I am not knocking this out of the park. Like what the heck's wrong with me? You know? And I, I knew at that point I could either give up or I could pivot. And I was like, I never want to feel this bad again. I just also know I don't want to give up on this. And so that from that point on, I was like, I need something else. Clearly there's something else here that I need to learn. And so I was introduced to the concept of coaching and I met my first coach and, you know, she was a mindset coach, but she was also into Reiki and, and, kind of introduced me that way to what Reiki is, energy, um, my intuition, setting boundaries. That set me out for a huge, it was like a, a path that I didn't see coming in my life, but one I'm really grateful for that it took me down. 
uh, because that really opened up my eyes for spirituality, uh, understanding the universe, understanding energy. And it's funny because when I was a kid, like I was very intuitive and was, you know, aligned. I don't want to say aligned, but you know, I, I was listening to the guides, you know, the universe, Yeah. but you don't know when you're a kid, what that is. You just know that like, Hey, I, I had a thought and it happened. Like, what is that? And, you know, or, or I feel a certain way, maybe this is going to happen. And, and that was the kind of stuff that would happen when I was a kid. You couldn't pinpoint it or explain it. Not at all. I didn't have the language to explain it. And, and so working with her, I had my first Reiki attunement I, and I was like, okay, this is opening up something different. What is this? But again, I liked how it felt. I was excited about it and then took me down this path of, uh, and so I got my master level Reiki certification eventually. It's funny because at first she introduced me to what Reiki was. She, I ended up with my first attunement and I was like, I don't, I, okay, I don't, this isn't for, not that it's not for me, but like, I didn't see myself really teaching it or talking about it. It was like, okay, this is just me. And then eventually more people started coming into my life that were also spiritual and on that same path. And over time, like I, I just got that call to really study more and go deeper. So it's, it's important to understand, like everybody has their own path to it. The, I think it was probably about two years with my level one Reiki attunement before I moved forward with it. So it took a little bit of time for me to realize, like, I want to go deeper. I want to learn more. And then it was like, I'm hooked. Like, yeah. I want everybody to know about this. And so, yeah. So, and now I have two courses that I offer online. One is under, it's called the energy apprentice. So that's really for anybody who is looking, to, you know, you've heard the term chakra energy law of attraction, but you're trying to kind of put it all together and like make a little more sense of it. So it takes you through the, the laws of the universe. We talk about energy intuition. There's some meditations built in activities. And then I also teach uh, intuition 101. And that is, is, is for creatives specifically, but I mean, it applies to everybody. Everybody has access to their intuition, but it's really about creating in an authentic way. So I know when I want to write a book, it's not that I want to write a book and sit down to write. It's the book has found me and I need to tune in and listen to my intuition to create it in the way that needs it needs to be said. I know that when I try to set rules for myself, like I'm going to write every day for one hour and work on this book, or I'm going to write 500 to a thousand words a day. Guess what? When I sit down to write that book, nothing happens. So it's only, yeah, I have to be in a place where I can let that creativity just flow to me. Flow. And so that is what Intuition 101 is all about. Wow. I love, I love the business side. I love the energy side too. Uh, like what can I expect? Like when I do my first level of Reiki, cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to be talking to a past teacher cause I went to massage school and she was part of uh, one of the courses. So everybody's experience is very different. You know, there's the nice part is there's no right or wrong way to experience Reiki. Have you had a Reiki uh, session before? I think someone did a distance from me. Like I was in a uh, group therapy and I think she did a distance from me and uh, mm -hmm. like a distance uh, healing session or Reiki. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I didn't know, I, I haven't, uh, like I've done energy work, like, like I've done a class but I don't know much about Reiki. I know it's like healing from a distance and like it could be hands-on too. Yeah, so, okay. I'm so excited that we're talking about this. Okay, so the universe is like made of, of love and all the good energy that's out there. And if you think of like the practitioner is kind of like the funnel. They're funneling that energy from the universe to you. As we're going through life, you know, we are made of energy as well. Our ego kind of gets in the way. We have limiting beliefs. We have other people around us. We're taking on energy. Those beliefs that we bring from the past, those mindsets, um, there's these subconscious programming that we get stuck in. Those can cause blocks in our energy system. You know, when you get angry and you hold on to it, or, you know, you're afraid and you don't want to face it. 
you know, over time it builds up in our energy system and it can cause blocks. And so the point of, of the Reiki session is that practitioner is coming in and is just gently funneling that energy from the universe to you. The energy knows what it needs to do and it'll help clear away some of the emotional blocks. Um, it's important. So when you're having that Reiki session, you, you could get cold, you may get hot, you may feel nothing at all, you may cry, you may feel a sense of peace. It's all right. It's all okay. It's how you are processing that experience in the moment. Um, I know for me, I tend to get very cold during a Reiki session. I see lights and orbs and um, it's, it's clearing out and cleansing your chakra system. And your chakra, and I talk about this in the course, but your chakra system you know, are those energetic points in your body. So we have the seven major chakras. There are more, um, they're minor chakras, but the seven all correspond to different organs of your body, uh, correspond with different emotions, different points in your life. So like your root chakra is, you know, a lot of things that impact the root chakra happen when we're kids, because that's, you know, our family of origin, um, you know, the roots of where we come from. Mm-hmm. So a lot of root, root chakra trauma is based there. And, you know, we don't often think about that at the same time. So then you go up to your sacral chakra. That's where your creativity is. Um, the fun in life all is from your uh, sacral chakra. Then your solar plexus, we talk about confidence. Your heart is, is love, but not just love. It's like loving yourself, compassion, loving life, loving other people, how you show up in your relationships. Uh, your throat chakra, which is your, how you use your voice and how you communicate. Yeah. Um, your uh, third eye is like having sight in that vision, not just, you know, for your life. Um, and then your crown is about connecting with source, the great beyond. Yeah. Source, higher power, whatever you want to call it, God. So at different points, you'll, you may find that you are feeling less confident, you know, what's going on there. When, when I do Reiki with somebody, you know, we also start to work on what caused the roots as well, or not the roots, what caused those blockages? Because as a practitioner, I can clear it away for you. Um, actually, I think it's important for me to take that back. It's not that I'm clearing away. It's that I'm holding space for you to release it. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing for people to know. It's not that you can't do this on your own. It's that, or, and, I, and it's not even that the practitioner is doing anything like super magical and mystical. They're holding space for you to, to receive that energy from the universe you're going to choose and likely not consciously, but you're choosing to accept it and accept that help and, and allowing yourself to release what needs to. The power really is in you as the receiver oh, yeah. to allow that energy to work the way it needs to. The, the Reiki practitioner is just like a helping guide to like, so you can open up and to help mm-hmm. you. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not even that, you know, at the end of it, it's not going to make your problems go away, (laughs) which is why, you know, I think it's important when, when I'm working with clients is that we are, I'm addressing those blockages. You know, I can't control where that energy goes. What I can tell you is what I feel and what, and I can ask you questions to help guide you through those blocks so that once you can, allowing yourself to unblock it, recognizing it, it's a mindful moment for yourself to really connect with yourself and go, I'm afraid. Why am I afraid? Where did this come from? Um, why do I keep replaying that loop that's going on in my head? And what can I do to not do that again in the future? Yeah. So you release, they release, they release as well. Yep. It's a big release. It's at the same time though, it's important to remember that if you don't get to those, the root of the block, if you don't do the mindset work that goes along with it and that mindfulness, you'll keep running yourself in circles. 
um, the same blocks are going to pop up again and again and again, if you don't allow yourself to also do the, the inner work with the yeah. mindset. So yeah, they go hand in hand. I was just thinking that the inner work, just working, working on yourself as well. And sometimes mm-hmm. we got to change some of the programming and the thinking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's not, it's, it can be, I don't want to say it's not easy. It's also not hard though. It's a choice, but it's something that we need to wrap our heads around. And I know it took me a really long time to get to that point, you know, and where I understood the power of the choices that we get every day. Um, It's choices big and small, and it takes some energy to hold on to those old choices. So. Yeah, it's it's really great. Like just, just being positive that can that could change a lot and doing the work i think it's it it can change a lot in your life and we we choose to create the reality that we have in front of us uh what kind of reality do you want to create that's not to say and and i always give this disclaimer and i talk about this in my book it's not that everything is figured out and perfect it's that you're choosing to see the way out you're choosing to look at the things that feel good and not leave you feeling stuck. That is such a game changer. I know. So my first book, this is where you pivot came out of an experience. So the book itself came from an experience I had climbing a mountain. Um, I got to a campsite to go camping. I heard a voice that said, this is where you pivot. Had no idea. It was loud, clear and undeniable. And I was like, what the heck is that? I have no idea, but okay, whatever. You know, clearly you're trying to talk to me universe. I get it. Um, I'm listening. The next day I was actually climbing a mountain scared out of my life. I got to, I saw the sign at the beginning of the path that said danger. People have been known to die here. Climb at your own risk. And I looked, it was my, my ex-husband that I was with at the time. And I was like, are you sure? Like, why are we here? What, what's going on? And he's like, oh, just trust me. That's nothing. They have to put that up there. And I'm like, right. So we're climbing this mountain. It's this narrow path. I have the mountain on my right. I have the cliff on my left. All I can focus on is this cliff and how I'm convinced I'm going to die on this mountain. But I kept hearing, this is where you pivot. This is where you pivot. And I'm like, I don't know what the heck that means. And then I realized... At some, I was sitting by a waterfall. We were resting. I'm angry, so mad at him. And I'm sitting there realizing, I kept telling myself, I'm not in shape to do this. Everybody's going to laugh at me. You know, look at the dog that can climb this mountain better than me. Um, You know, the people around me are staring at me thinking she doesn't belong here. I was so stuck in my head that if I didn't change that, I was going to die. That was the part that needed to change that mindset of, and then I realized like I'm sitting by this waterfall. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful weather. It's not hot. It's not cold out. It's a beautiful day. I'm in this park. Why am I so freaking angry? Why am I so mad? Why am I so afraid? And why can't I just sit here and enjoy this? Yeah. And I, that's what I heard again. This is where you pivot. And so when we started to get up and walk away, I was like, all right, I'm going to think about something else. I kept telling myself, this is where you pivot. Um, I started breathing, standing taller, um, being able to have a conversation when I hadn't been up to that point because I was literally having an anxiety attack the first halfway up. The minute I realized how strong my fear was, I could shut it up. And I could, I could deliberately choose to think about something else, to get myself off the mountain and not just get myself off the mountain, but actually enjoy the second half of that experience. Um, And so that's where, this is where you pivot came from. I mean, backstory is, you know, I was in an abusive marriage for a very long time. The day we were there at that park, we were again going through the same cycle that we had been in for so long. A big part of that was I wasn't listening to my intuition. I knew but didn't want to see what was wrong. And, and I didn't want to see it for what it was. Uh, um, 
I spent a really long time trying to fix and control other people when really what I needed to do was fix and control myself. Yeah. So that's where it all started. Yeah, that uh the fear, the the nervousness, the the confidence, you got you gotta uh just grounding yourself like in, in your tuition, intuition, like just grounding mm-hmm. yourself, like that that's great. Like I wrote three things down about like something we was previously talking about, like when it comes to healing, like uh allow self to heal, balance. Uh, a lot of people have wounded auras and they just need healing, light and love. when it comes to that Mm -hmm. we all need light and love and actually what absolutely i think what is important with that is that we are all love so the universe is love we are of the universe and we are love oh yeah even the people that you don't like (laughs) which is not easy to remember you know they we may not that doesn't mean that everybody gets to stay in our life. That doesn't mean we excuse the, the lack of respect. It doesn't mean we accept uh, overstepping boundaries, but what it means is that it's a little bit easier to walk through life and not be so angry at everybody and everything. I still love everyone with that. It's also, yeah, you, so it's important to like, we're all on this planet together. Um, I think the biggest thing with that to remember too, is you have to love yourself. Yes. A lot of times we get angry at people. We're really angry at ourselves. That's the main thing. Yeah. And we don't want to look at that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And what, so what's funny because the second book that came out of the first one is uh, the journey to healing and it talks about self-love when i was a kid and a teenager self-love meant something very very different you know i thought it was about manicures and pedicures and and taking mental health days and that's part of it but it's also very much about you know playing through life and setting those boundaries and living in a way that feels really good to you and that's wait you know trusting intuition is part of that because you can hear your intuition most of the time if you understand or or doing any spiritual work which it sounds like you are you know that your intuition is going to give you advice that doesn't always make sense but if you love yourself enough and you trust yourself enough then you can take that intuition and run with it and you'll follow it some of the stuff is simple and sometimes we don't listen to the intuition but it, it really is good like it's powerful Yep. It is powerful. And it's, it talks to us in so many ways, very, very subtly. The more you listen and take that time to listen and do the work and trust it and follow it, the stronger and stronger it gets. It's kind of like working out at the gym. You know, the more you work that muscle, the stronger it becomes. Your intuition is very much the same way. Um, and when you get to a point where you can just let go and surrender and trust it and take the next step, life becomes a lot easier. Yeah, that, that universal awareness, the intuition on mm-hmm. the, the third eye, it, it'll tell you a lot. Like even to not go into bad situations, like all right, it, if I go here, like it's not going to be good. So like it'll tell you the intuition like, absolutely just listening absolutely. to your, yourself like and knowing based off of like past experiences like if this is not gonna go too well like if it's bad people that you shouldn't be around like the intuition would let you know oh yes at any point you get that feeling so and it's funny because your intuition is going to talk to you differently than it's going to talk to your friend or the person next to you um and not everybody is aware that they have their intuition. Everybody's capable of it. Everybody has it. Um, it will come to you differently though. For me, again, I get that cold feeling when my intuition's firing up, when something's wrong with my intuition, I feel it in my solar plexus. I feel it in my throat. I feel it in my heart. Um, so it, you know, your body's talking to you. Oh yeah. We just have to be tuned into it. Just listening to the gut. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
it'll let you know. They say follow your gut for a reason. <laughs> yeah. That that can be explored even more, like like listening to like like just predicting the future to not like go into bad situations. Yep. Yep. If it doesn't feel good to you, don't do it. Or ask yourself, why do I feel so compelled and why does it feel so bad? Because sometimes, you know, fear is there to keep us safe. Um, our egoic fear. And sometimes it pops up to test us too. Like our intuition will be like, or the universe is testing us. Um, you kind of have to know when it's the right fear. Is it the fear you have to push past and go for it? Like starting a business or launching that podcast? Because it really is something that brings you joy or is it not right for you? And it's not that it's going to cause you harm. It's not necessarily going to put you where you want to be and all the time, effort and energy that you are spending to do that thing that your intuition saying don't do, you could really be doing something else. Or just making smart choices. Like, like sometimes you already know, like, like, even if you driving, like, I'm not going to go in this area. Cause like it's crime written, like just mm-hmm. based off of knowledge, you already know, like the universe will show you signs. Yo, yeah. The universe is always talking to us. And actually it's funny that you mentioned that the other day I was driving to work earlier in the week and I, my intuition was like, don't go that way. Don't go that way. And actually I got to the corner where the, the two paths intersected um, so the way I was going was kind of around my normal path. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but all right, whatever. There had been an accident in that where they intersect. So if I had either, I would have been in that accident potentially, or it would have made me late for where I needed to be, or like, I don't know. Um, I'm just grateful that I followed the guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Those signs, like it'll show you like just paying attention to the signs and like, just putting the two and two together and mm-hmm. you realize. Yeah. The universe is always talking and it, it speaks to us differently. Sometimes the universe will talk to me in music. Um, sometimes I know when I'm not feeling well, I need to take those mental health days or take a day off or just kind of sit and, and do nothing. Those are the days when the universe is like, you really need to listen. There's something you're missing. So those are the times to tune in. So with all the chakras, like some good tips, like exercises. I know there's foods you can eat. There's colors in the, in the chakras mm-hmm. and there's, we, we didn't get on auras, but also like um, exercise. Like I know an exercise like for the mind, like, like just reading journals, like, like if you document and you catch up and read that, mm-hmm. like you have a good universal awareness, like with your, uh, your third eye and, also like psychology or, or meditation that helps the third eye. Mm-hmm. So yoga is also really good. Um, there is a pose in yoga for the root chakra. It's called Uttanasana. Don't ask me how to spell it. I have no idea, <laughs> um, but it's called Uttanasana. And you're basically like, you're sort of bent, you're, you're bent over, knees are slightly bent. You're, you're like literally stretching out and like opening up the root and it's a great lower back stretch. Um, so yoga is a great way to open up in the chakras, deep breathing. Uh, there's breath of fire, which uh, if you look it up, I know there's videos on it on YouTube to learn how to do it, but it's a very specific breathing method. That's great for opening up like your sacral and your solar plexus chakra. Um, it's great to open up your heart as well. So heard being around like a lot of people Those like, are just a couple like for the heart chakra just being around like i i've done this like i was at church like being around the right people as well but like if you're around a lot of people you embrace them like it opens up the heart chakra it can at the same time though i so i'm a person if i'm around well i don't want to say if i'm around too many people too long i get overwhelmed it's if i'm not if i'm around the not right people. (laughs) Um, You know, if you're someone who absorbs a lot of energy, you need to like take the time to protect your energy Um, because we are feeding off of or absorbing the energy that's around us. So um, it depends on how you handle that situation. Like if it's a very positive group, 
and it's a, it's a group of love, then sure. You're going to, that's going to be infectious and you're going to feel that. And it's going to open you up more at the same time. If it's, if it's not that level of energy you're, and you're sitting in it, your heart is likely to close. Cause you're like absorbing that negativity. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of different things, like even jogging and like, it brings your energy up, but I could say like, even going to a concert, not being around like negative people are like them talking negative and cause that, that lowers the vibration, but just like being in a, a group, like everybody's, their intention is to learn something. Like even if it's a podcast convention or like just going somewhere and like, it's good people and like, just, um, just making a good time out of it. Mm -hmm. So you are, you're right. Like if you think of sporting events too, you know, there's the, it's the fans are in the stands cheering away for the same team. Like you're rooting for that same cause. It is exciting to be, and it's infectious to be in that energy. You almost can't help, but get caught up in it. Um, energy is, it's everywhere. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing and fascinating to think about. And then when we think about how our psychology plays with it, it's, it's a very, it's a good conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Energy, energy is everywhere. Like the sun, the ocean, uh, newborns, like, but like some people can drain, some people can be draining. Are they, that's, that's how they are. They're, they're draining. And there's ways you can bring up your energy, uh, like jogging or just being out with nature. Like sometimes you got to have that me time. Yes. You, you can't fill nobody else cups up unless you fill yourself up first. Like you got to recharge and take that self time. That's really important. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned the exercise too. Uh, for me, I know when I am doing that, like exercising, everything does stay open. Um, you're, you're able to release toxins from your body. You're letting go of a lot. Um, it can be almost a spiritual experience. I've taken classes at the gym. There's one particular teacher in this area. Oh my God, she's amazing. She actually was on my podcast. Um, and we talk about this where she wants her students. There's like three or four doors in her class that you walk through, like the physical door, the spiritual door, the mental door. And she knows where each student is in the class based on how they're acting in the class. So I've taken a couple of her classes where I'll hit that spiritual wall where it's not just about the physical anymore. Now I have to push past the mental, like, I don't want to be here. I hate this. This sucks. But once I get past that, now it's about something else. And I've cried. I've left her class in tears. Like it's been an emotional release for me. What kind of so, class? Uh, spinning. It was a spinning class. And she does yoga and stuff now too, but it's, you know, exercise. We don't, I think we underestimate the power of our body and how much energy we hold on to. And when you can exercise, you're literally releasing that. And if you allow yourself to go on that experience, it can be a surreal, like, like just a spiritual, beautiful release. Going for a walk. Like that's something I need to do. Like go for a walk or just jog. Cause like, you're more vibrant and you feel it like you're more, you're more light energy when you, when you go and you're out in the sun, mm -hmm. like it, it really feels good to, to jog. I would say too, it doesn't have to be like super strenuous, even if it is, like you said, a walk, try to make it a walk where you think about nothing else, but noticing what's around you. Because I think, um, once you can turn off like the to-do list and the, Oh my God, this is what I'm going to do next you're allowing the universe to talk to you then. Pay attention like, to what you see and hear. Yeah, like think about the leaves and think about the breeze and think about how good it feels to be outside. Think about, you know, the experience that you're in, what your body feels like. And just don't think about anything else just for that 10 minutes. It's yeah. like a massage for your brain, really. But, you know, you're allowing the universe to do the work that it needs to. Yeah, it's meditative. It opens your mind, just like seeing nature, seeing all this. It opens you. It opens your mind. Just standing in a room, like from standing in the room, opposed to standing in the room to yep. going to going and see everything and hearing, hearing, and seeing, and interacting, or just you know, moving your body mm -hmm. up in the heart. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so that's important. really great. Oh, also, like with the uh, the throat chakra, just 
like sometimes humming, singing, or just talking, like like when I read books, like it gives me words to say. Like just it 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 really gives me a chance to uh to open my my uh my chakra and my throat chakra to talk and like I'm able to do this. I'm not just like stuttering or um or barely like saying stuff like and I'm able to speak and it opens it opens my uh, throat chakra just speaking regularly and and journaling. Mm-hmm. That helps me. It absolutely does. I think you know there's a there can be a lot of fear around using your voice. Um, and so the more you can give yourself the platform to speak, whether or sing or chant, it'll open that up. And the more practice you give yourself, the easier it becomes. The one thing too I want to say is um the blockages in our chakras are cumulative in that if you don't get to the root of where the block is, it's going to start affecting the other roots. So if you have severe root chakra trauma, eventually, if you think of the roots of a tree, if they die off, what happens to the rest of the tree? It affects all the stuff like organs and stuff. Yep, yep. So once your root is closed off, it's going to move into your sacral. Once your sacral, it's like going to move up. Once it hits those upper chakras, um, I don't want to say it's harder, but like it, it's, you're going to close off slower, slowly, but surely to the, to what's around you. Yeah. You want the balance. You want it to let it flow and spin in chakras, like mm-hmm. in the right direction and uh, clockwise, right? Yep. So it's clockwise uh, that it will be spinning and that's free flowing. Uh, you know, you just, it's about doing the work. And and if you allow those blockages to build, it, it goes up and up and up. So then like your like, think about the root of um, just, like I said, the root of a tree, but then as it moves up, as that damage gets done, it's like filtering into the rest of the shock system and your energy gets affected yeah some people Um, no go ahead some people they drink a lot or you know you got to take care of all the bodies like the physical the emotional the mental Mm -hmm. and the spiritual like so if you can maintain that then you're good like even to keep it on a high note um on positivity uh just just uh take care of the physical do what's what's physical emotional you know your emotional health um take care of the chakras and the aura because like your aura is your vehicle you know mm-hmm. protected from pernicious influences protected from harm is your vehicle is your equipment you got to take care of your equipment mm-hmm. absolutely and honestly that's where boundaries come in it's physical boundaries spiritual boundaries energetic boundaries it's all it all plays into that because if you set those boundaries like and you follow them you know you're letting in what you want leaving out what you don't also the power of just you know writing things down keeping a to-do list but also boundaries like like you were saying mm-hmm. uh energy everything is energy we are energy beings we made it like most of our body is made of water so yep. drink some water drink that water yep absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah just stay vibrant like that's really good it's really good talking to you elizabeth yeah, thank you so much, Paula. This was fun. I appreciate the opportunity and, and you know, I'm happy to, to, you know, continue the conversation further. And, uh, you know, I appreciate oh, yeah. this. Thank you. Uh, where can people connect with you? Yeah, so march4thmediacompany.com is the website you can find out about all the, the services that we offer at, at March 4th Media. So it's coaching, um, editing, formatting, if you're looking to write or, or finish your work. Um, we also offer uh, marketing and promotional support. So if you're coming in and you want to you know, get help, you know, understanding who your audience is or where to find them, we can help you with the marketing plan. So that's march4thmediacompany.com. Uh, the books are all available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, the titles are, uh, this is where you pivot the shift from fear to freedom. 
The second book is The Journey to Healing, Love Yourself. And then the third book is a workbook. It's called Connect You, A Guide to Your Authentic Life. The first two are available on paperback and in ebook. The third one, the workbook, is only available in paperback, which is a very deliberate thing. There's so much that goes on between our head and the, the writing process. So uh, for now, that is only paperback. Um, but so you can find them online. If you go to the website, it'll bring you the links to where you can get them. Um, I'm on Instagram, March 4th Media Co., Facebook, March 4th Media Company. Always happy to connect with people. Twitter. Um, yeah, so you can find almost every, and the podcast is the Power to Pivot podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and Google. So we're, we're all fine podcasts or, or listen to. <laughs> so. Awesome talk. Awesome talk. Thank you so, so much, Paul. I appreciate it. Yeah. New episodes air every Friday, 1 p.m. U.S. Central Time. It was great talking to you. So you you break down the whole business, like on the business side, like when you're helping clients. Yes. Yep. So uh, the, the first thing that we talk about is understanding that if you are looking to sell your work, you are now a business which is a, is a mindset shift for a lot of people. They think, I just want to, I have this book, I'm just going to write it, I'm going to publish it, and I'm going to be done with it. And in some cases, yes. Um, but if you want to sell that work, and it doesn't matter if you're independently or traditionally published, you know, either way, you're going to have to sell that work to somebody. And you need to know who that is. So we work on the skills that you need to get the confidence that you need to be able to talk about that work, but then help you build that plan around building your following, growing your, your audience. And um, with the promotional side too, you know, we offer promotional help as well. Reach out to me on Instagram. At like people. Absolutely. Seven. I will. Uh, I, I'll follow you. We'll, we'll tag each other. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. I appreciate this opportunity. This was fun. Okay. And can you fill out a survey at the, at, uh, I'll send it to you. Like it should, it should send automatically, but I got a survey about my podcast yeah absolutely all right appreciate you Elizabeth. absolutely thank you thank you so much and thanks thank, paul thank the audience for uh listening i thank everyone for tuning in uh yeah thank you yeah actually you know can i just say one more thing yes so this is the way that we i always end our the podcast over at the power to pivot and that is um the one message that i want to leave everybody with you are never stuck, you are never lost, and you are never alone. At any given moment, you can use your power to pivot, make a new choice, and start again. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks, Paul. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.